Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever, verse 35, whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. The word believe, that's one of the imperatives that we must believe. As a matter of fact, uh, in John's Gospel and in, in uh, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, John uses the word believe, translated in English, believe. The Greek word he uses is a word called pastuo. That doesn't matter, but he uses it almost a hundred times in his gospel. So the gospel of John is about believing. And so if you were to look up the Greek word pastuo, you would find that it's the word to have confidence in, to have uh, reliance upon, to trust with your life. That, so whoever believes in me shall never, shall never thirst, shall never die. But look what he says in, in the end of the gospel, at the end of John. Let, let me read this to you. This is in John. By the way, I was embarrassed with myself all afternoon that I couldn't remember that verse. I know it now. It's Galatians 4.19, right? <laughs> um, by the way, I, did, I had written it down, but I forgot what page I had it on. Listen to John 20. John 20, 31. This is like a purpose statement. I'm going to read verse 30 first. John 20, 30. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written. Uh, John's Gospel is heavy on emphasizing the word that's written. Write my word. As a matter of fact, in John 14, 15, and 16... Jesus tells them that the Holy Spirit is going to tell them after He departs what to write down. You may tell you who decided, who decided what was going to be in the New Testament? Not the apostles. Who decided? Jesus decided what was going to be written. But it says, John says, but these are written so that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. So when we talk about belief, it's an imperative. Do you rely upon? Do you trust Him? Do you believe in Him? I mean, is He your all and all? So the first the imperative here in John 6 was the word believe. Um, also look at verse uh, 37. All, all that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, oh my goodness, whoever comes to me, will never be cast out. Another imperative, another verb is coming to me. Now let me tell you something about the word coming. It's present tense. So not only is it imperative, but it's an, you don't care about all this grammar stuff, but present tense means that it's, you're always coming to Him. It's, the word was a word for something that was public, uh, intentional, repetitive. So, Present tense means that you come to Him and you keep coming to Him. This is a command for those of us that have experienced the bread of life. And we have spiritually experienced what physically we're going to do in a minute. We have actually received Christ as the bread of life and have eternal life. Not only do we believe, but we constantly come to Him. It, now think about it. That word means it's intentional. It's public and it's repetitive. Does that describe your Christian life? Folks, if, if we have the bread of life, that's what we do. He is the bread that came down out of heaven. 
And so what, what, what's our command? What does He command us to do? Well, believe, but also keep coming. Keep coming to Him. Now, folks, we have a tendency to forget that, so He gives us this little ordinance, and it's a table of remembrance. It's to remind us who do we need to be coming to all the time. We need to be coming to Christ with your Bibles open. So we, we, we talk about belief. We talk about coming to Him. I'm in verse 40 if you have your Bibles open. For this is the will of my Father that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life. The word looks is... Um, it's not the word telescope, but... It is the word to observe with intensity. Uh, several of the times the word was used is when Christ was on the cross and it's describing the, the ladies, the mother of Jesus looking and John looking at the scene, the soldiers looking at Christ being crucified. It's a look of intensity. And so we need, as part of our having experienced the bread of life, so we... we believe we come to him and we look upon him uh, for the sake of time let me, let me just read the last couple of words that i want to i'm in verse 53 and this is part of the sermon that jesus preached and we read this morning but picking up in 53 i want you to listen to one of the last things that jesus a verb that he uses imperative to tell us what we ought to be doing because he's the bread of life so jesus verse 53 said so Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Let me read that again. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat... Uh, that word eat was like if you saw some animals eating. It's the word to consume, to devour is the, one of the ideas of the word. Unless you devour, unless you consume the Son of Man. You know, Paul says in Colossians, Christ who is your life. That's consuming Jesus. When, when your life is about Christ, when Christ, who is your life, comes back, is what Paul talks about in Colossians 3. It's, it's who we're, we're eating. We're eating His flesh, drinking His blood. We're consumed with Him. We devour Him. By the way, now we do that in prayer. We can do that in meditation. We can consume Him and eat symbolically from Him as the bread of life. The living water, drink of Him. But the most obvious resource that we have to do that is in this book. Okay, If in fact this is God's Word, if I want to be consumed or consume the Lord and devour Him, then I would want to devour His Word. So it says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, who's the bread of life, and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever, look, I'm in verse 54, your Bibles are open. This is a different word. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. Let me keep reading. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. 
Again, you understand it's not cannibalism. It's not Catholicism. This is a metaphor. But look what he says again in verse 56. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. This is one of my favorite verses. Verse 58. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like the bread that our fathers ate in the wilderness and they died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, it's really true. We're here because You came down. God became a man. Took on the form. Left left glory. Descended and took on the form even of a servant. And as a servant, He humbled Himself even to the point of death death on a cross and because of that you've highly exalted the Lord Jesus Christ Father thank you for the broken body thank you for the shed blood bless our moments together now as we observe these elements in Jesus name Amen now I'm starting to my right all the way to the back I'm going to let the Watkins start us off so we're going to start on the back row they're going to come down the center aisle then we'll start back with the Escos and come forward. And then after that, this middle comes, then you'll come on my right-hand side. But we start with the Watkins. We come here and then we come over here. Come on. It doesn't matter whatever you get in line. You come. Now again, we're, we're observing the elements of the Lord's Supper and I'm serving you. So uh, this just makes it easy. We've done it every year. So y'all come on. Hold the elements. You'll get both elements. Hold the elements till the end and we'll... We'll take them together. It's unleavened bread. Leaven was a symbol of sin. So when the Passover, the first Passover had to be unleavened bread. You take your cup. You're welcome. God bless you. Thank you for reading. I thought he was going to start preaching there for a minute. He got fired up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for coming tonight. Surely, what a blessing. Thank y'all. Marianne, thank y'all for reading. That was great. It was great. Oh, don't. Hey, TJ, my friend, you get your cup. You get the cup, I get your bread. Tim, thank you, my friend. Thank y'all for coming. Thank you for doing it. Get your cup. Yeah. Thank y'all. What a sweet family. Well, some of them are just recruiting me. You doing well? Thank you for saying that. Always a blessing. And thank you guys.
God bless you, my friend. Thank you. Okay. Okay. You'll break bread together. Yes. How you sure can. Okay. Can you carry two cups? Okay. Thank you. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. Take your bread. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Isn't that sweet? And these are making memories. Okay. I've got all of you. Thank you. Marie, what a blessing. Bill, thank you for all you do. I know it makes Sundays busy. I know it does. Exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Y'all did great this morning. Thank y'all for reading this morning. You just want one. What a blessing. Thank y'all so much for that you come. Thank y'all for coming. What a blessed, sweet family. Got the whole family here. What a blessing. You doing okay? Merry Christmas. You doing okay? Good, good. Good to see you. Yeah. How are you? You doing okay? Good, good. Bishop, what a blessing to see you, buddy. Thank you for your hard work. Hey, I know you. Hey. Yeah. He's getting older, isn't he? He's a grown man. How are you, my friend? Good to see you. Let's get you cut. Yeah. Natalie, I'll give you a loaf right there. Heather, you doing well? I know it's a lot of hard work. Abby, how are you, girl? Good to see you. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Lisa, what a blessing. Merry Christmas. Kenny, Merry Christmas, my friend. Wow, this is, this is a real blessing. You doing well, Michael? Good. Hey, Susan. Hey, Mandy. You doing okay? David, what a blessing. Thank you for being here. Well, thank y'all for your help.
I don't ever. Thank you. That's all right. That's yours. I'll get you going. burnt ones. Did you hear it? It's pretty hard. It happens. Thank you, buddy. It's doing okay. Dale? Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Thank you for doing it just a second. I thought you were going to throw it on me or something. Again, not all guys do this, but I'm kind of funny about the uh, the deacons serve when we do the Lord's Supper. They everybody needs to he served the Lord's Supper. So part of the symbolism is being served the Lord's Supper. So I don't know if you ever noticed, but when we do it, I always have one of the deacons at the end serve me, and that's what Dale was doing, and I'd forgotten that. I I didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing up anyway? So. Anyway, sorry, oops, it happens. Let's stand together. This is in, if you have a bulletin nearby, I know it's hard to do both, but uh, Jesus said, take, eat, this is my body. That's Matthew 20, 26, 26. Now, we do this because God became a man. This is a reminder that He was fully God fully man, but he was sinless. He said, do this in remembrance of me. The Mishnah. Now you won't find this in Scripture. The first century, there was a running commentary on Judaism and some Christianity. It's called the Mishnah. And in the Mishnah, they talk a lot about first century Passover. So this is where it describes the four cups uh, of the Passover. They would pass it four times. The third cup was the cup of blessing. And we know that from reading 1 Corinthians, that, it, that Jesus used the third cup when He instituted the Lord's Supper. So there was a fourth cup He did not deal with. And when I say a fourth cup, it's not like they had everybody had a separate cup. They had a common cup. They would pass it four times. Well, when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, it was the third cup, and it was called the cup of blessing. And, and then he said, you know, I'm going to drink it one more time with you, but I'm going to drink it with all the saints in glory. That's when we'll do the Lord's Supper one final time. Really, it's at the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
but he took that cup and and he really is saying this this is a new covenant it's a new covenant it's a covenant of grace not of law it's the covenant in my blood do this in remembrance of me now we know the little hymn well let's wait to get all of our candles lit and then we'll we'll do silent night am I right okay Hopefully you have a candle. And uh, and I'm going to pass it, and you just start passing it around to people around you, and, and we'll get it done. Whoop, did I blow it out? Doesn't take me long to catch on. That was mine. Thank you all. It doesn't take me long to catch on. I'm so nervous I can't even... Okay, we got it? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to do this a cappella. Okay. Hey, go ahead and bring the lights down, Bill. Just hit off. This will serve as our, as our benediction. Everybody ready? So tender and mild.